0: Hello. Hello. Hi. Everyone get excited. Yay. Yeah. It's time for another one. I am here. Hooray. Okay. We are all- We're all here, which means we can start officially, which is what? to say, welcome to everyone mm-hmm. who's listening to the Work in Progress podcast. This is a podcast of four creative friends talking about creative things and even though we're all doing our creative things differently we've all got a lot in common and a lot to share how do you like
1: my radio voice <laughs> you sound like the lila i don't know who that is she's this like late night like i i don't even know like super christiany like late night person that's like used to be super popular in like the 90s here (laughs) and i like specifically remember listening to her when like my mom and i were doing like long drives to my grandparents house or something like that she'd always turn on delilah (laughs) delilah yeah she has a podcast now so oh wow keeping up with the times good job delilah i know i was really impressed when i saw that the other day anyway anyway
0: um (laughs) i think this is episode five y'all what i know heck yeah episode heck yeah Oh, hey, heck is safe. Heck, heck oh. is good, but you make a really excellent point, which is that um, here in this podcast we do have a tendency to swear, and by tendency I mean we swear all the time. So if that's something <laughs> that isn't to your liking, you've been warned, and you can uh, proceed with caution. I suppose we're all adults plug your ears. Here. It's fine. We're all adults here, unless we're not, in which case we're just bad influences so whatever anyway let's <laughs> let's just jump right into it who do we have here today hi i'm brianna keenitz hopefully that was not too loud i'm experimenting with my right my microphone okay uh, <laughs> yes i'm brianna i write uh queer fiction mostly lesbians well all women because women. um <laughs> and uh I have a new adult novel out the beginning of a duology and also working on a young adult series. Uh, So I'm just kind of all over the place and moving on.
1: (laughs) Hi, I'm Ray Noble and I am a um, aspiring author working particularly on queer fiction, um, mostly in the urban fantasy and paranormal genres. And, um, also a, like, side doodle artist. I like to doodle a lot. Um, quick disclaimer on my end, I have all of the animals in my room again today, and one of them is feeling particularly talkative, so there will be cat cameos.
0: And oh, my cat's been <laughs> screaming outside the door for, like, the last half hour, so. Hey, Stings. hate hey, Stings. Don't encourage her. <laughs> oh, I want she, she heard you, and she meowed. Like, oh. <laughs> and, 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 and. Guess who's back? I wish I could do
2: a
1: drum roll. Athena, Athena. where are you? Oh, <laughs> sorry. You said
2: guess who's back. I thought you were like, who, Jasper the dog? No. And Jasper goes somewhere? Because <laughs> we we're talking about the cat. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> are we off the animals now? We're, we're back off to the animals. The humans? Oh. Yeah.
1: Back to humans, I guess.
2: Okay, yes. I am back. I am Athena Wright. Um, I am a hybrid self-published author. I write contemporary new adult romance about rock star musicians, and I have been away for the last... I don't even want to do the math. I think I calculated I'm only going to be home for eight days in December. The rest is travel. (laughs) Oh,
1: God. You're so fancy.
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That would kill me. That would literally kill me. Yes! (laughs) She's like, funny, you should mention it. (laughs) Well, I'm surprised that you are, in fact, alive and not just a zombie, honestly. Uh, We'll see.
0: (laughs) We'll see how this goes. Still early in the month. Um, uh, And I am your host today, Maggie Derrick. I am a web-based writer of primarily queer fiction. I just say fantasy, but also fiction. Uh, and I'm a digital artist as well. And that's, uh, those are our intros. So you now have all four hosts back at it, which is so Ooh. exciting. It's awesome. Like we, we devolved into drunken podcasting last week. We just, we just didn't oh, know what to do with show. ourselves.
2: It was great. I don't know if you listened
0: to <laughs> You Athena, fell, but
1: you fell apart without <clears> me. I <clears> did. <throat> we, I did. <laughs> we literally, it. we literally fell apart without Athena <laughs> in the drunken state. Our most drunken oh state. God. <laughs> we went on for two hours. I drank it's an entire beautiful. bottle of wine. It was yeah, yeah. the last yeah. time
2: I tried to drink a whole bottle of wine myself, I ended up puking in my bathroom three times. <laughs> I am not mm. I am not built for drinking episodes. <laughs> you guys are really <laughs> lightweight. I am. <laughs>
1: uh excuse I'm your face i was surprised. fine the next day i just drank the whole bottle of wine i didn't say i got Ooh, sick. oh okay okay that makes me feel <laughs> a little bit better man i feel like brie was the worst out of all of us so. Bree had been I at it for fine. a long time i was
0: great the next
1: day but you were great really the next day but really you were gone really <laughs> really <drunk. laughs> well the good news is
0: for listeners who might have been a little put off off by the last episode although from the sounds of things people weren't people seem to really enjoy that Um, I
1: I feel like that's the one we got the best feedback on so
0: far (laughs) people are like you're a lot more fun when you're incoherent which is great um we are all sober today but we do have I think I think to make up for our soberness we do have a topic today that I think we're all pretty fired up about oh yeah And, and yeah and based on our um our actual we've got more questions this time from the audience which is so exciting this one everyone seems to be really jazzed about and by jazzed I mean there's a lot of feelings so uh we should jump right into oh no 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 we won't jump into yet I'm gonna keep everyone (laughs) dangling because (laughs) we do have a little bit of housekeeping before we uh before we get into the topic this week so you know everyone get excited um but before we do that we have already mentioned Athena's been gone forever and Well, some of that has been vacationing. Not all of it was. Some of it was actual cool writing stuff uh, and author stuff. So, you know, not to, like, go too far off the beaten path or whatever the fuck. Uh, I do want Athena to just kind of, like, tell us what she was up to because I think it's super cool.
2: Okay. um, (laughs) So I guess in order of things I did... I went to a um, book fair, book signing thing called Bookapalooza in Whitby where I had a table and then I had a um, book launch event for an anthology that I'm a part of that my writing group put together and then I was in dallas at <laughs> wild and rocking in the city it was a um like a charity fundraiser book signing a bunch of authors who only write in my genre rockstar romance were there there's about 20 authors and tons and tons of readers and we all got to hang out together for the weekend and talk about books and reading and things and it was great to meet so many people that i've talked to online in person
1: that's, That's so actually cool. really cool. I love that idea that it's, like, just your genre.
2: Yes. It was
1: great because everybody was like,
2: tell me about your rock stars as opposed to, so what do you write? Oh, I write romance. I roll. You know? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. the, the ice has already been broken. Like, you're all yeah, there you for the Yeah, you know they reason. already love what you write, so the, ha- the work is half done. You can say, let me tell you about all the cool stuff that I have that you might enjoy.
0: I love that there's, Girl, like... Enough of like it really goes to show that everyone's like, oh, is this genre too niche? And it's like, no, because <laughs> like you have an entire con just for rock star romance. Like that's yeah. not not romance, rock star romance. Oh, I romance legitimately don't think anything thousands thousands is too
2: niche. Amazing.
0: Um, <laughs> didn't you also do a reading? Did you mention that? Am I blacking out? Did you mention your reading?
2: Yeah. Oh, I didn't mention the reading. No, at the book launch, um, they chose my short story to be read aloud to the attendees and so I read it and it was basically written in a sort of stupor. I had been planning to write a different type of short story for the anthology and I spent a week on it and I was thinking and thinking and trying and trying and I was like, I know what I want to write. It's not happening. The day before the anthology story was due, it was midnight. I woke up. I was like, <laughs> I have the most brilliant idea in the universe. I got up at eight in the morning, banged it out in two hours and oh. it was the best thing I've ever written in my life. And now it's Damn. the prologue for the book I'm writing now. Oh, shit. <gasps> oh,
0: yeah, shit. I know it went Okay. Yeah. I did this. If yeah. this
2: was so long ago now
0: that I'm like, oh, I read that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Cherry Lips one.
2: So <laughs> yes. the current series I'm writing is called Cherry Lips about a band called Cherry Lips. And, yeah, the, the short story is now the prologue. So, yes.
1: That's awesome.
2: That is what I have been doing.
0: Do you have any tips for people for reading your own work out loud?
2: Mm. Um, practice a lot and slow down because however slow you think you're talking, you're not talking that slow. <laughs> it's too fast.
1: Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wise.
2: <clears throat> um, the,
0: another piece of housekeeping, there was a request from, someone <laughs> from one of us, and I didn't write down who, but uh, we, we have a shout out to give. To another podcast. I'm hoping that whoever made this oh, request.
1: Oh, okay. that was totally me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I totally blanked on the fact that I did that.
0: <laughs> well, I blanked on the fact that you asked. So,
1: <laughs> Well, there we go. We are... <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: We're on a roll. Um, okay, I haven't, and I don't know why I didn't think about this earlier, but um, I, since before we even started thinking about this podcast, um, I've been listening to one called Pup Crawl that is hosted by I'm going to butcher at least one of their names. Um, I know one of them is um, S.J. Jones, the author of um, Winter Song, um, which is a YA novel. And then another, I believe her name is Kelly Vansian. I know her first name is Kelly. I'm not 100% positive on her last name. Um, But they both work in the publishing world, like before S.J. was um, an actual, like, author and everything like that she was working in publishing and between them they have 15 years of publishing experience and um they are absolutely fantastic and I was just thinking as I was listening to them the other day that if you have more topic like I don't know specific questions for things that we can't answer, um, or that our podcast just doesn't go over. That podcast is like the perfect follow up. They have like almost a hundred episodes at this point. I think they're on like episode like eighty-seven or something, and they go super in depth into like the publishing world and um, as like just the, the most random interesting publishing details that you don't think about and that we, you know, might not necessarily have the answers to. So if you ever have further questions or if you have um, something else that you'd like to dive deeper into, I highly recommend that podcast as like a second step um, just to find more. So yeah, that's it. Pub crawl. They're awesome. Nice. They also get, they get boozy sometimes too, which is like, you know, always fantastic. Good yeah. stuff.
0: If we were recording at what is still technically morning my time, I would probably
2: be drinking right now. I'm not gonna
1: lie. I mean, it's only 11:30 for us, Maggie. You could definitely grab a mimosa.
2: a mimosa. I had mimosas every morning during my vacation. It see, was see. That's, that's exactly
1: was... how you live. That's, that's
2: the why line. I don't
0: feel too bad about your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, does anyone else have any housekeeping before? We dump, we dump. We're not dumping into anything, but we are jumping into something.
1: Oh, any housekeeping? I feel like we did our usual ramble. I re- just would like to say that I'm really proud of us for not cursing prior to getting the cursing disclaimer out there. You said heck.
0: You no, said heck. and then I said, God damn it. I That's not curse.
2: Maggie say the F word somewhere in there. I caught that. Did you? I, I Before I did the disclaimer? Yeah. I think you yeah. might have. <laughs> god damn it maggie
1: no uh, sorry no. maybe it's next fine. time i was maybe. really proud of us but never mind
0: <laughs> never mind i take my pride back
1: <laughs> take it back you don't deserve it oh
0: uh, well i think if that's all the housekeeping i'm trying to think if i forgot to write something down but maybe not uh well then let's just jump into our topic because i think we're all fucking pumped because it's mm-hmm. anarchy in the N.A. this Yay. week yes. on the WIP Podcast, and if you're a listener and you don't know what the hell we're talking about, which could, which is fair, because that's part of the reason why we're so angsty, uh, we're talking <laughs> about um, we're talking about the new adult. I don't want to say genre. It's not a genre. It's a it's age a, range. It's the new adult age range slash age category in writing, and. We've all got really strong feelings about it and apparently so do all of you. So we're actually um I I kind of readjusted how my my write-up for today. We're super professional. We have a Google Doc. Um Oh, I haven't even looked
1: at it. (sighs) So sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well then it's all gonna be a surprise to you. Um, no, I'm but, gonna open it right now. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Well, you while you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna start with our listener questions because we actually had a few really good ones, and hey. I figured if we just went through our our rant first, we'd end up kind of answering them, and like let's let's give our let's give the listeners what they want. Um, so <laughs> kind of I put these in order of kind of like laying the groundwork, um, and this first one comes from these are all from Twitter. Uh, and if you are listening, you want to send us any questions, uh, you know, even follow up questions or whatever. You can find us at the Whip Pod, W-I-P, P-O-D, um, on Twitter. Just send us all your questions, any questions. Um, but this one was sent from L. J. Hamlin, so Lizzie, uh, and she was asking, "What is the essence of N. A. and what makes a book N. A. not Y. A. or adult?" or middle grade. And I think this this is like the penultimate question when it comes to this age category because it's the I feel like I feel like it is the source of so much angst and issue when we're Contention. talking about it. Yeah. So what what makes essentially what she's asking is what makes NA NA? What makes it new adult versus anything else? Who wants this? Me. Take a swing at this one I think first. We so- all probably want this. <laughs> we one. all want this one. I, <laughs> I think know. that's why we're all silent. We're all like <laughs> we all want it. Who's gonna go first? Well, I- I- Athena, you let's you- just round
1: table it. You were
0: not fucking around. So,
2: so <laughs> <go> for it. <laughs> because a lot of people, I'm sure we all get this, but a lot of people they look at me and say, What is new adults? And then I have to go into my my explanation. So I actually have thought quite a bit about how to explain what new adult is. And my way of kind of explaining it is saying it has the kind of s- of young adults where it's usually first person point of view. The main character is going on some kind of, um, some kind of like, you know, some journey, sort of coming of age-ish. And it's always kind of pithy, quick, snappy. You know, that kind of young adult, um, young adult has that kind of like, I'm not going to say Buffy the Vampire Slayer-esque kind of like wittiness, uh, snappiness, uh, kind of fast-paced. Um, it's definitely not one of those um, ponderous literary fiction-type s- struggle to get through novels. It always, I always describe it as that kind of quick-paced young adult tone, but the characters are between the ages of 18 to 25, and they're dealing with issues that, that age range deals with. So while young adult may deal with high school problems, maybe puppy love, your first love, um, problems with your parents, um, new adults focuses on the problems and issues that 18 to 25 year olds struggle with. So, you know, college, university, um, your first real sexual experiences, you know, your first, um, not your first crush, because you're not 14 anymore, you're 21. And so your first real, you know, relationship has this kind of deeper, um, this kind of like deeper meaning, I suppose. Uh, so maybe you're doing your first internship. It's your first job. So I always say the essence of new adults is the young adult literary style with the themes and issues of an 18 to 25 year old audience. So that's kind of how I describe it. And I want to like, I want to save this rant
0: for later I wanted, I wanted to have cracks with these questions, but I just want to like put this here as something we can maybe come back to, which is I listened to that and I'm kind of like, right, right. And yet you have so many people who are like, new adult isn't a thing. And then you'll have a lot of people who are like, oh, I just prefer young adult. There's nothing really interesting to me past that age. And I'm like, if you're someone who has, you know, if you have or a person who is over 18, you know that we have very, well- not me anymore but like there are very specific conflicts and issues and and rites of passage that happen in that time of your life and they're so specific to that age range and I'm like how is that not how can you argue that that's not relevant and then I get full of anger and feelings and I would love to come back to that later I'm just putting that out there cuz it just baffles me but anyway who wants to also say a thing about I'll what jump is in next. All right
1: um one thing that I really think that ne- that like na does fantastically or at least like should be doing as a age category is I think that it perfectly encapsulates like the second coming of age story because yes. every yeah, thank you yes because <laughs> like, I feel like high school like YA stuff you know everybody always says, oh it's you know coming of age etc but what people don't realize is that, as you are continuing to age and you're, you know, moving through the world and moving out of like high school and moving into um, quote unquote, the real world, etc., you're continuing to like grow and just to repeat myself, come of age. And like there, I feel like there's two very distinct stories that can be told in between like the YA and the NA, um, I'm killing myself, not calling it a genre <laughs> categories. And, <laughs> I feel like that's really what NA is. It's like, I feel like YA is all about characters finding themselves and figuring out, um, you know, how they interact with the people around them and like with their family and how they reconcile that sort of stuff. Whereas NA is not just finding yourself, but it's coming into yourself and it's growing further. And it's also like showing how, um just rambling at this point. Sorry. <laughs> but like, it's showing how, they, like, make a place for themselves in the world in a different way than why, I, why yes. is. Yes, the yeah. problems
2: of young adults are different than the problems of new adults.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let's be real,
0: like, you you don't peak in high school. And I think no. that there's this, I love that idea of the second coming-of-age story because I think almost everyone, maybe not everyone, but I'm going to go on a, at a limb and say everyone realizes when they get to their 20s that, like, I feel like everyone goes through this. Everyone jokes about going through a midlife crisis in their early twenties. The 20s. Quarter, life crisis. quarter life crisis. Exactly. Yep. I was yep. because Just thinking we that. all yes. do it. Yeah, because you—that's when you're realizing that real life is nothing like what you thought it was going to be, and you're second guessing everything, and you're having all these first time adult experiences, and that's such a valid and an important part of everyone's growing up. And I feel like it's what, what that looks like will vary depending on like where you live and your family and your culture, but I think everyone goes through it. So it's such a like... valid part of life. And yeah.
1: Oh, I totally agree. And I feel like up until this genre has like category, excuse me, <laughs> has <laughs> really like started, I don't even want to say making waves because I feel like it hasn't, it's been tiny baby ripples, which really pisses me off, but whatever. We'll keep that rant for later. Um, I feel like the only thing that you really see that depicts any sort of second coming of age story is those little pithy like typical new york style stories where people are going off to like you know achieve their dreams and it's always some like i like literary fiction style shit it's nothing that you can you know relate to if you're just you know sitting around at home in the town that you've grown up in your entire life sort of stuff whereas like It's always people going out and, like, trying to achieve their dreams and doing this, like, big stuff. But, like, NA also encapsulates so much more than that. And I've seen so many, like, sweet down-home stories of people coming into themselves again. And that's just not something that you see in the mainstream because people automatically turn it into something else. And I, I feel like I'm rambling again. But I just have... So many feelings about this because I feel like up until I discovered NA as a genre, the only thing that I really saw that was dealing with the same problems that I was like growing up, etc., was like the like Greta Gerwig style like short stories and novelizations of these people going out to specifically like New York or LA or something and just trying to make it in their artistic dreams and that sort of stuff and. That's the thing is that's not like that's not what everybody wants to do. Not everybody wants to go to like NYC and be a small film director or something ridiculous like that. So it's just so nice to have a genre that does so much more and the fact that it doesn't get more attention it just like makes me blisteringly angry. Blisteringly. I mm-hmm. blister over this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you, Brie? Um so I just have like some things to add. I don't know. So like we say 18 to 25 and I feel like the age range is really hard to pin down for a new adult. Cause like, when do you stop feeling like you're and not an adult? <laughs> uh, Cause like I'm 27 and I'm maybe like just starting to get there.
2: Oh God, um... I'm 32. I'm going to be 33 and like, 15 days and I still feel like oh my god I'm such a baby you are I feel (laughs) like I feel like I just graduated college university a couple years ago and I'm like oh my god I'm like gonna be 33 that's like legit adults I can't deal with this I feel like I'm like a stupid 19 year old kid (laughs) right young that's why I write new adult because my level of maturity is about the level of an 18 year old's (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I almost feel like capping it off at twenty five almost makes it too small, and I've seen a lot of people who it kind of explain it as like a varying age range. But the one that, that I, yet. yeah, the one that I've seen the most often recently is capping it off at thirty five, actually, which I thought was really interesting. I well, think in
2: our society nowadays, where thirty. 30- where we're 33-year-olds still feel like they're 21 because we're just living in a shitty little tiny Sh- apartment and, you know, yep. s- still visit my mom every weekend because I miss her. And, like, <laughs> like you know, like, I'm not acting the way a 33-year-old would have back in, like, the 70s where they already had, like, five kids and a mortgage.
0: For sure. Right. Well, that's just it. Adulthood has completely changed, and you hear it, like, you hear it jokingly, but trust me, once you get here, you'll understand no, that thirty. <laughs> 30- Thirty is the new twenty.
2: Yes, like,
0: especially now with our uh, like you know millennials getting to this point of like Athena said, you know, a lot of us are choosing not to get married or we're getting married later, and a lot of us are choosing to not have children, um, or we're just we're just redefining what adulthood looks like, and because of the way schooling works, and you know how how expensive it is, and and the debt. Forces us to kind of start our lives later, all of these different factors, we have this like prolonged adolescence essentially where. Yes, oh, I love that term. Oh my Can God, I, really I love that? it. It's well, and, it, and that's what it feels like because I'm the same way. I'm 32 years old and I feel like I'm finally just starting to figure it out, but I still feel like, you know, I don't own a home, I'm not going to have kids. And so when you think about that whole like, what? what was expected of someone my age even 10 years ago totally not living to that standard but it's it's liberating but it's still so new and there's so many of us who are going through the same thing we're like is this okay and you still see so many people feeling like they're failing at life because they're not checking all these boxes and then that's why I think this uh, age category and exploring it more and giving it more room to breathe is so important because you've got all these people who are like, I feel alone and I feel like a failure. And then you realize, Oh shit. No,
2: nobody has their shit together. Nobody knows
0: what the fuck they're doing. This is great. And I so mean, like
2: I was basically a perpetual, I'm not going to say intern, but you know, I was just doing contract work with a company here, a company there, basically not a full-time employee until I was like 20, seven i think like i didn't have a real job where i went into an office every single day until a couple years ago oh my god that's actually five years ago now that's scary but yeah (laughs) stop doing that to yourself (laughs) i have friends my age who are still you know they're still just going from job to job trying to find their way and still living with roommates and sharing rent and groceries because they can't afford to live on their own in the big city i mean you can be 30 and still living the way that you would when you're 22. And that's not to say that's a bad thing, because, again, if you have thirty thousand dollars in student debt, you're going to be sharing your apartment with four roommates until the age of 30. That's just how it is now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there is another section, another thing that I'd like to um, at least like draw attention to as well, um, especially in the like term of adult adolescence, which I, I adore. That was the best thing. Um, one thing that I, I've seen recently that I really like the idea of, and I guess I haven't dived that far into it, but um, I love the fact that there are so many queer stories that are trying to come up in N.A., because um, there I feel like there is this thing that happens, especially for those that come out later in life or, like, you know, after their teenage years, where – they almost experience a second sort of adolescence for a second, like mm-hmm. coming of age period again. And so for queer, like for queer teens and queer, like young adults, you get to the point where you don't realize that you're having these experiences and you don't realize that this is another thing that's happening to you Is you're finding yourself all over again, as you would have when you're like a teenager. And so I feel like a lot of these stories are really poignant in that manner too, because it's not just a second coming of age story it's like a, it, it could possibly be a third or a fourth for like a, for a queer person who didn't come out until later uh, and so i really like that adult adolescence idea because for people who didn't come out until they were like what 25 plus like that's definitely something that happens and they deserve to have their story told too and i don't know i feel like it just adult adolescence is just the best way to put that that's like i wish that was the genre name the category because that's so what it is
0: yeah so sorry i actually like kind of fell out of the recording for a second there uh i was worried i was like um, what do i do how do i get her back um
1: (laughs) i didn't even see it it didn't happen on my screen yeah uh so yeah the age thing um i feel
0: like age range is maybe less important for new adults and it's more about the themes of like
2: yes theme and issues problems content yes
0: um yeah like In young adult, the friendships are always, like, you know, in high school or middle school or whatever. And they're, you know, learning about each other. And it's all very, like, close interactions at school and at home and hanging out together and having sleepovers and stuff. And I feel like uh, this is probably very poignant for our particular friend group. Uh, New adult friends are a lot of, like, how do you deal with friendships when you're all getting flung out into the world and you're moving away and uh making new friends but in like different parts of life um so a lot of it is like different kinds of friendships than what happens in young adult maybe
1: i like that things
0: like learning how to pay bills and uh live in a place by yourself and learning how to be a person on your own um, so, yeah, I think themes
2: maybe are more po- important
0: in New Adult than age range.
2: I, I like that idea that the, yeah. I guess, like, the, the issues that the characters deal with are, is more important than the actual age they are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I interesting. feel like that was a good way to answer the question. Yeah, that <laughs> was very sure. broad.
0: Um, <laughs> one thing that we didn't touch on, because uh, we talked a lot about what makes and I don't want to like spend too much time on one question, but I think it's really important to like lay the groundwork. And oh my god, I'm sorry. They're here. The babies are here and they're loud. Um, oh, no. Uh, 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 we've talked a lot about what differentiates new adult from young adult. But one thing we haven't really talked about, and I mean, I guess there's something to say about, like, once you're done dealing with those, like, that second, that adult type issue. But what differentiates, what, what makes it new adult? Oh, shit. I made a terrible <laughs> mistake. She's on my lap. She's chewing on my hey, cords. Sing! Okay. Hey, things!
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> Hey, Stings! I just love her so much. She can't hear anything. She just wants my lap. Um, I don't care. She knows I'm calling to her.
0: <laughs> she can feel it. What makes New Adult different than adult fiction? <laughs>
1: See, for me, it's I... the tone. You know? Mm-hmm. It's definitely exactly. it's
2: the tone. It's the literary style. Somewhere it's in
1: between. Almost like... the voice for me.
2: Yes, it's the voice. Yeah. Sassy. It's sassy as fuck. Yes, I love the word <laughs> right. sassy. Yes. It's always a yes. first person point of view, um, almost always like a female character, usually. Um, unless it's a I don't know, I think maybe well, maybe I, because a lot of new adult is romance and a lot of romance is the female's character point of view, which gets us into right. the idea of why does new adult seem to be mostly romance, which I have an answer uh-huh. for, which I there's an answer for well, that. That's oh. the next question. So <laughs> let's not get too excited here.
1: Um, no, I feel I like that's the should. perfect segue, actually. Okay. Yeah. well,
0: did anyone else have anything to say about the adult part then? Before we... I feel like that makes perfect
1: sense, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well then, there we go. That's our next question, and I'm going to apologize because I think I'm going to say the username improperly, but it's at Jane Arisi,
1: maybe? Arisi? I don't know how to pronounce oh, it, really. but I love her and she's precious. Yeah, so, so Jane oh, asks,
0: Jane. Um, <laughs> new adult seems to be just romance. Do you think there's room in it Uh, for sci-fi fantasy etc and as someone as someone who is writing adult-aged fantasy myself I'm very intrigued by this question because I will say that it has been the the romance piece has been the bane of my existence and I'm very excited to fucking deep dive into this so
1: (laughs) oh yeah this is where we for it
2: well, you can literally go oh. on Amazon and search for new adult urban fantasy and find tons of books, new adult sci-fi, new adult mystery, new adult thriller. So but indies, at least, are doing it. I'm not sure. Exactly, if that's the thing. Is. Yes. But is it, indies are.
0: But is is it nobody else is. When you say that, oh, yeah, you can search for new adult um, urban fantasy and find a ton of titles, is it all just smut, though?
2: Not the ones that I've read. There are sex scenes in the ones that I've read, but the point isn't about the romance. The point is the character just happens to be either starting a relationship or maybe just, you know, doing a one night stand because, hey, this warlock is hot and I'm going to do him. And then the plot continues afterwards. So mostly, unless you want to call it a paranormal romance, that's new adults, an urban fantasy might have sex scenes, might have not. But Mm -hmm. the plot is about the character and like the magic and the action and the adventure Mm -hmm. okay all right see that makes me feel better because I've
0: been (laughs) I'm glad to hear other people say it because for me I've always been of the mind like the star in the ocean is a new adult age fantasy I've always been hardcore on that and then then comes in the concern of like oh does that mean it's just smut and that's where I think this question becomes really important because
2: it's been kind For of me, taken over.
0: It's been taken
2: yeah, over. Yeah, that's the and thing.
0: It f- and, and I know, like, Athena, this is, your, this is your wheelhouse and this is what you write. And so I don't <laughs> want to distract from that. But I also feel like I just want to, like, scream it from the mountaintops that, like, it doesn't have to be romance and it doesn't have to be smut to be new adult. And I think that, like, I remember, oh, there was this conversation about um, – Oh, fuck. It was been a long time ago, but a, a conversation I was watching on Twitter where people were arguing about, like, kind of getting angsty about why is there so much sex and new adult, and, oh, that's why I like YA instead and yada, yada, yada. And, I mean, there's a lot to be said for different, um, you know, different identities and different experience. Mm-hmm. But one thing, and I know I'm about to trigger a conversation piece from Ray... <laughs> Um, i'm prepared i'm ready but um i think when like i think that you know sex i'm not gonna say it's important and i'm not gonna say it's an um like a key piece of new adult and i think everyone probably has picked that up by the fact that it didn't come up once in any of our descriptions of what we think new adult is yep um but when you hear people going oh my god why is there so much sex in new adult it's kind of like well if all you've been reading is young adult up until that point when you consider the fact that the characters are under 18, you shouldn't be seeing sex on the page. Well, I shouldn't say that. You shouldn't be seeing graphic sex on the page in, in young adult. I think that Mm -hmm. if there's a place, I think there's a place, and this is my personal opinion for there to be sex on the page for young adults, because let's be real. A lot of teenagers are having sex. Like let's not pretend it's not the Mm -hmm. way it is. And so they deserve to see a part of their experience expressed on, on the page but there's a difference between whether it's fade to black or it's really um, creatively written um, mm-hmm. versus kind of the more gratuitous stuff you'll you'll but, see yeah. in new adult. It should have a, a reason. It should have a reason. It, and let's right. be honest, like for for people, for a lot of people, not everybody, but for a lot of people, that kind of sexual awakening and discovery and experimentation is a huge part of that. Those new adult aged mm-hmm. rites of passage and coming of age that second coming of age and so of course you go and and then also the the characters are of legal age so yeah yep. it's suddenly not you know child porn when you're reading about two characters fucking and having a great time doing it um so <laughs> there's some really important distinctions there I think that people need to keep in mind but like I don't think I don't think that with the exception of romance where I mean people are waiting on it um, I don't think that there's an over like there's too much sex in new adult I think it's just the fact that we're so used to not seeing it if all we've been reading is young adult <laughs> that suddenly it almost seems like holy shit I feel like this is really in my face mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but maybe not and so I, that's my that's sorry. my little rant I know all three of you probably have a <laughs> lot to say so I'm gonna like shut up and back up because I can't wait for this
1: so, I have I so much to say oh, on this topic I, as you know um so yeah go you go first you you go first because i I know i'm gonna
0: be (laughs) i just want to throw in my two cents uh so to me it's not about sex necessarily so much as sexuality is a really big question at this age
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: i say this age because i feel like i'm that age um
1: you are that age
0: (laughs) and i think that's a lot of why it comes up not just as sex but as sexuality in general and trying to figure out what you want what your sexuality is and exploring that sure Um, like one of my books that I'm planning is has an ace main character and um so for her I, I don't know if they're gonna have sex or not yet I haven't decided but uh it's still a ways down the pipeline um but I Sex is definitely going to need to be a conversation that happens because it is gonna be an adorable romance. It's the one I was telling you guys about the other day. That's super cute. anyways. Mm. yes. Yeah, that's my two cents. Yep. I like I like that. So not sex per se, like people having sex, but that's understanding your sexual identity and your orientation, your experience
1: just coming into yourself and in your sexual nature. I
2: just have to jump in and say, I don't know if any of my readers caught this. They probably didn't. But one of my characters in one of my books is demisexual. Um, And I I never expressly came out and said it. But that's pretty much what her life experience was. And I kept true to that with her character growth. And they do have sex. And it's one of those, oh, my God. Like, I never... Knew why I felt different about these experiences, and now I kind of understand. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, there is sex in the book, but the point isn't that they're having sex. The point is that she's understanding her own feelings about those experiences. Mm-hmm. So yes, I
0: like that. Oh, I love this. Argument. It's not, this it's not
2: <laughs> again. It's not about the sex. It's about the characters and their feelings about their sexuality and yes. their sexual experiences. It's about the emotions yes. and the characterizations.
1: Yes. Yeah. I love it. I agree. I love I it. Agree so hard. I really agree on all of that. And I guess now that there's awkward silence, I'll just continue. <laughs> Jump in. <laughs> um, okay. So this has a little bit of backstory to it because I was legitimately screaming at Maggie and Bree about it a few weeks ago. Um, and these two backstories that are going to intertwine. Um basically just like cement my entire argument for NA as a category. So um if you are familiar with Maggie Steve Otter, she wrote the Raven Boy series, um well the Raven Cycle. And there is a um queer couple in it that at the time of the story is an un- is underage. And um they are fantastic. They're a great ship. Everybody loves them. They're like there are insane stands. But the other day, um, she got an ask on Tumblr requesting, or it was on Twitter or something, requesting that in her next um, series, that is going to be centering around one of the boys as the main character, that there is a sex scene between these two. And that was like, it was a very gently, kindly asked question. It was like, mm-hmm. I like, I would really like to see the the ship name is Pinch, um, a pinch sex scene in the next book, please. Like it was, it, that was it. That was like, it was a very gentle, nicely asked question, but. Maggie had to come back and blatantly be like, "Just so you know, I do not write erotica. I do not write any sort of sex scenes in my books because they are YA. These characters are underage, and this just isn't the sort of story that I tell. Like, fundamentally, Maggie is not a writer who really writes for romance. She has had one romance series, and that's that's it. That's probably I would not be surprised if that's the only series she ever does. And even in then, there's not a lot of kissing. There's not a lot of romance. There's another story that really drives the plot, and she's just not an author that does that. And that's totally respectable but one thing that I thought was really interesting was the fact that a reader even actually asked for that because these characters are underage and they are characters that while they're like finding their their you know themselves and their sexuality their story isn't something that like needs to have sex in it it's not part of the like what the story needs and Mm -hmm. I had this realization um that I feel like a lot of I, I know for a fact that a lot of the readers who read The Raven Cycle are older readers, like my age, like 24 and up or around that area. And a lot of them also have read Sarah J. Moss's books, um, specifically the of series. And I will be the first person to upfrontly say I have not read the full series. I read the first quarter of A Court of Thorns and Roses and wanted to shoot myself. <laughs> like just to put it out there, it is not my favorite series, but I know that it's a very important series to a lot of people and I understand why because it is a YA marketed book that has a lot of growth. Starts off with older characters. I believe the main character is 19 at the beginning of the series. And in the second book, there is a lot of sex, (laughs) like a shit ton of sex. And it is not usual YA fade to black or like, you know, gently explained it's fucking smut (laughs) like my favorite word on the page yes thank you I'm so excited for the next episode (laughs) but like it's fucking smut hands down it's smut and one thing that I find just to be inappropriate and like in general about this is the fact that it was marketed to a young adult audience so these Mm. are people that are you know teenagers they're they're under the age of 18 primarily and this is being marketed as a young adult and all it is is like half of the book is like smut <laughs> and it's not getting to you know to the point of a plot or anything like that and it's really pushing that these characters are sexually active and they're having sex and there's a lot of sex positive undertones but also a lot of like if you're not having sex then you you know there's a problem undertones as well Ooh. exactly And ultimately, my my big issue with this is that even if you go to and I know that this isn't technical by any any means, but if you go to like the fan made wikia page for them, the fans have like the people who have made it specify that it is a new adult series Mm -hmm. showing that the readership. Are of new adult age. They're people that are 18 and over. They're people that are actually like ready to be reading this this sort of like fiction who want to be reading that smut. But the entire time it was marketed as a young adult and now because of this I really think that we're going to see a push for younger readers or for older readers reading young adult to be trying to find more sex in young adult when that's oh. not what that is about. And that's why I think that there's such a massive issue with the fact that there isn't a better distinction because you're going to start seeing readers and authors like pushing for more sex in young adult when there doesn't need to be, because while young adult does need sex in it. And I firmly believe that from just like an educational standpoint. And I like think that some authors do it really well. I do not think that it needs to have the same level of sex That new adult does I just do not think that it's appropriate I don't think that that's what that like age range is for and so that's one thing that I'm really 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 nervous about and I think that it honestly really did a disservice to the new adult genre by not marketing that series that way because Sarah J Maas is a massive fucking author she had a massive following before the ACOTAR series if they had marketed that book as a new adult if they had really done their job and had gone one step further, they could have opened an entire door, massive door. It could have been the 50 <laughs> new Shades adult. of
2: New Adults.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fucking I'm, exactly. I'm waiting
2: for that. I am waiting well, for like the 50 good. Shades of New Adults.
1: And here's the thing. Like, I, don't
0: I don't think that there's – and I'm sure that there's this – when you think about marketing, you think about publishing being the business that it is, they're thinking these are voracious readers and – like, it's just going to be so much easier for us if we market this as, as young adult, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, it was the easy way out instead of having to kind of blaze new trail and whatever. Right. I mean, like two out of four, half of us here, two out of four of us, Jesus Christ. Um, half of us <laughs> work in marketing and public relations. We get, or did, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> we, we know where this is coming from, but Like, here's the thing if you, if you take you as in the publisher publishing industry, take the time to like really carve out that new adult niche, you're going to get the young adult readers. I guarantee it. Because, right, Mm -hmm. I would say over half of my readers, despite that, The Star in the Ocean is new adult without question. Um, I've got lots of teenage readers. Tons well, one of thing... teenage readers, and they don't give a shit. They don't right. care that May's twenty-four. They don't care that like these are characters going through you know things that they're not quite there yet, be they real or mythical. Um, but <laughs> I mean, they're they're hungry for it. They love it, and they're. And I'm not saying they love my book, but they're look they love what that that kind of story. So if you're exactly. if you're in publishing and you're thinking I want to ta- I want to publish this book. But I still want the young readers. Don't worry you're about it. You're gonna get them. You're gonna They'll get come. them. You don't have to. You don't have to push it out, and you don't have to lie. And, and that's, that's publish the thing it as for young me. adult. Because here's the thing: if you end up publishing it as new adult, you're not only going to get those young readers who are like, "I want to see more sex," and now I can, and it's not child porn um, but also you're going to get that that the age group for whom it's actually intended being like oh this is actually more relevant to who I am as a person and they you know you're going to get these two groups and I mean let's be real it a huge huge I, I, I have no stats to say how what percentage but let's be honest a huge segment of young adult readers are fucking adults anyway so like, exactly. you've got
1: nothing to lose my big thing is that with sex and YA, a lot of the readership, especially the younger readership, isn't ready to be reading that sort of stuff. And that's a lot of the reason that I see people, like saw people in high school putting down books with sex in it, that sort of shit. They just weren't ready. And Meanwhile, also... you have
2: me who's reading Flowers in the Attic at 13. Yeah, and on the other side, you've got, oh, it's like you've got two exactly. types of readers,
0: right? You've got some that exactly. want it, and you've got some that don't.
1: And those that want it will go find it. Yeah. I will guarantee you that they will go and they will look for it. I know so many people. I was one of them who in high school wasn't finding what I wanted in, like, terms of, like, content. And so I reached out and I started reading some adult, like, science fiction and some adult fantasy I was reading the Mary Gentry books, the ones by um, fucking Laurel K. Hamilton, uh-huh. when I was 15. Exactly. And that's like a fucking polyamorous harem shit. And I was reading that when I was 15. So, you know, if if you want it, you're going to go find it. So why would you market to these readers who don't necessarily, like, fall into the category that you even want? Like, it just, it, it baffles me. It yeah. baffles me. They just me. need to it's take really- that
0: chance. Like, they just have to... Stop. Be And to me, and I mean, I hope I'm not shooting myself in the foot here, but I mean, I know that in marketing and and let's be honest, in an industry like publishing that hasn't changed a whole lot, despite the fact that there's there's a lot of room for growth and adapting and updating in that industry, like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of risk taking, but I don't, nope. but this to me, I don't know personally, and we're really deviating from the question now, I don't feel like it's a risk. I feel like it's different and it's going to require a new strategy, but I don't think that that's a problem. And let's be real. They've done, they've already done it with young adult. Young adult wasn't mm-hmm. always its own age category. No, it wasn't. So twilight pushed it. Well, I mean, it wasn't even what? just twilight. Like it's, it's, it had been happening for a while, but I mean, they did it. They managed to make it happen. So they can, they mm-hmm. can do it. And maybe we're just, maybe we're still just too early. Maybe it's happening now, but, uh, or will be, but whatever. Um I think it- Yeah, I think it is a little like I so I'm with Nine Star Press and uh, I'm really like always just super thrilled that they marketed my book as new adult. It says new adult on the page. It says, well, it says N.A. It doesn't say new adult uh, (laughs) because we say N.A. because we're cool. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, so I think in some, I guess, well, I guess and they're a queer publisher, so maybe it's a queer fiction thing. Um, but I think we'll get there slowly because like, I'm just really thrilled that my publisher was like, hell yeah, let's market this as new adult. Great.
1: I think we just have um, to keep pushing for it.
0: Yeah. Okay. keep buying it and reading it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Keep promoting it. Keep talking about it. But I think this is a, a good point to segue into our last reader question. Um, and this is from Ammonite Inc. Uh, Lee, who, uh I'm going to give the context of it because it wasn't a direct question. Um, I believe she had been in conversation with Bree and Bree had asked, is there any specific topic you want us to discuss? And Lee's response was maybe the borderline silliness of trying to keep these categories discrete. When I was 16, I hung out with 18 year olds. When I was 18, I knew 16 and 20 year olds. Now I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think she might mean distinct as opposed to discreet. Perhaps in Canada, do you, Canada, right do you not use the word discreet as, as distinct as I've heard discreet used as like synonym for distinct? No,
1: those are two very different, They're very words different me words in my yeah.
0: American ways. That's weird. No, okay. well, I, I under, I, okay. <laughs> I think she might have meant distinct just because I don't think anyone's trying to keep the categories secret.
1: Um, no, by any
0: means,
1: but so I'm she's really like let's eye-
0: let's talk about the the what she describes as the borderline silliness of trying to even have these categories in the first place, so like how does everyone feel about that?
2: I think it's important. I'm just going to come I, up here and say it. the issues I of agree. young adult are not the same issues of new adult, and the literary style of new adult and young adult is not the same literary style as adult. I feel like it's very important to make these distinctions.
1: I one hundred percent agree and rant <laughs> <laughs> no, no i don't I mean. Obviously in her own, I feel like she almost answers the question herself. Like when she says, um, you know, I was hanging out with, you know, when I was 16, I was hanging out with 18 year olds. When I was 18, I knew 16 and 20 year olds. That just shows the fact that if she wants to, like, if I had been her and in that like situation, um, I would never have had an issue with the like categories themselves. I would have been aware that if I was going for young adult, I was going for, you know, this sort of story, or as if I was going for new adult, I'm going for this different sort of story. And if you want a little bit of both of those stories, Go for it, like you know, read young adult, read new adult, do whatever the hell you want to do. I don't think that there's a silliness in um, like making them more distinct because the stories themselves are different than like we've already gone over in this. Like, there is an initial coming out, coming out, like (laughs) coming out, sorry, I'm really gay, (laughs) coming of age story, and then there's Breeze delayed laughter uh, and then there's like i i think a second one i think that there is an adult adolescence that we that we have to explore that you don't get the chance to do in YA and even in the older YA categories that you, like if you have characters that are 17 18 19 and i feel like that's really pushing it for an adult adolescence style story i feel like that just doesn't work fundamentally
0: i think so, what it ultimately does is it it like I got the sense and I could and I could be totally off base. But when I read that question, I got the sense that when she describes it as borderline silliness, that perhaps, you know, she was reading is perhaps almost like gatekeeping. Um, And I don't think and I know that there are some other people who think of the idea of like young adult is just for teens and any adult who's reading it is weird and gross and and stuff like that it's not gatekeeping it's about setting expectations so that the reader knows what they're getting themselves into and so a teen a 13 year old isn't (laughs) picking up that sarah j moss book thinking it's going to be like or like yeah like twilight or harry potter and getting like on the page gratuitous sex right thank you and then being like oh shit like when i like i've got the star in the ocean published online in two different places there's a clean version on wattpad because i know well for a couple of reasons and then the full Explicit version, which really just Mm -hmm. has, I think, two scenes that you don't see in the Wattpad version. And I've had so many people reach out to me and say that they appreciate that they have that opportunity to switch back and forth. And if they don't want to read the gratuitous sex, they don't have to. And usually, and I shouldn't say usually, I think in every single case, it's been a young reader who's like, I'm just not there yet. I'm okay. I want to see them kiss, but I'm not ready to see the full on them going at it on a blanket in the woods like they're not ready for that and that's okay but and i know that in traditional publishing it's not quite that easy and maybe we're looking at workarounds maybe it's a case of doing the every chapter content warnings or whatever i don't know um that's not the conversation but i think that the reason that those age categories need to exist and i mean let's be honest they're already doing it with middle grade versus young adult so it's not gatekeeping it's like this is what you can, this is the type of content you can expect from this. You're going to see a lot more swearing. You're likely going to see a lot of exploration of sex and sexuality. Uh, You're going to see people dealing with like adult problems versus high school problems. And it's up to the reader then to figure out how comfortable they are with that. Because like we've already said, a lot of us were seeking out reading material that was beyond our ages when we were young and that's normal. It's the way it's always been. This just helps them know where to look.
2: I had a teacher when I was in grade eight, call my mom in for like a meeting because I was reading books that she thought were too advanced for my age.
1: <laughs> and my mom just looked at her and said, <laughs> are, are you telling here? me you
2: don't want my 13 year old to read books? <laughs> and the teacher was like, um, <laughs> Yeah, my mom was having none of it. She's like, "She can read what oh, she wants." Yes. Yeah, and That's if she so has ridiculous. questions about it, she can come to me and talk to me about it. Like I love I, your mom
0: so much. I love my
2: mom. She's
1: great.
0: She's a good I want, guy. My mother I've only also this writes story. Romeo,
1: yeah can yeah. athena be the group know. mom athena's mom not athena sorry athena you can be our group mom but now i love your mom already oh and my i want god. Her to be the group mom. can you
0: imagine <laughs> if we got your mom in a, an episode of this oh my god that would be amazing fuck it'd be hilarious
2: <laughs> okay i'm gonna have to we'll have to figure out that's
1: that <laughs> oh <Okay>. my god <laughs> i don't okay. know her but i need it you just yeah. <laughs> fuck. is this a is this a,
0: a place where i could open up the crossover conversation you know what i would say oh shit oh, Navigate away give me, a word. Give, me a it. give me a second give me a second give me a second fuck it, fuck mm-hmm. it. calm, fuck calm it. yourself fuck calm it. yourself
1: no i can't i'm so mad <laughs> um
0: so th- that's all of our listener questions and hopefully we've done a decent job at um at answering them and we're going over an hour cause we're at 59 minutes already. And there's still a lot of things I think we need to talk about. So if you are a listener and you're like, fuck this, I'm tapping out. Um, now we're just going to get into our own conversation and we're going to cover some issues and, um, what have you, but we've already answered some of these. So I'm mm-hmm. going to edit as we go. Um, but yeah, like Brie and I know crossover. To- like launch us into the topic of crossover. Okay. So I'll just give a little background here. Uh, One of the terms that we've seen floating around the writing community is the term crossover instead of new adult. (laughs) I Um, have never heard of that. Because they're, oh, really? You are are. so lucky. That's awesome.
2: So lucky. Yeah, we've seen
0: it on Twitter a lot. Um, I don't really do Twitter. I guess that's why. Yeah. I find it really, really uncomfortable, you know, as I exist in the new adult age range, Someone coming in and saying, "Oh, this is crossover." Now I feel like I'm a weird, like inhuman being, and it makes me really uncomfortable. So, um, can someone define what's like there and like what? So I've only kind of heard this before, and can someone define like what the the gist of? I mean, I know that they're kind of ba- they basically mean new adult, but why- where do you think the idea? Adult where do you think the idea of crossover is coming from? Like, why are I mean, they they're saying you're like crossing over from young adulthood to adulthood?
1: So. Uh. It's like, they're trying to <laughs> um, forget the fact that new adult exists. And uh, because likely, and this is the assumption that I'm going to make, and I am making a big one. So, you know, feel free to ignore this shit, but I feel like it's almost that people a lot, and I've seen agents and like, publishers and editors state this on their Twitter before. A lot of people think that new adult doesn't make money. They think <laughs> that... You, oh, oh my.
2: Oh, can I? Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe yeah, not for exactly. trad pub, but for Indie and for SelfPub. Um,
1: Hell yeah.
2: That's yep. where the money so, is.
1: Exactly. That's <laughs> what I always thought. I feel like that's fairly obvious, yeah. but, you know. So, they think it doesn't make money for whatever fucking reason. They think that... It feels almost like it feels snubbish to me it feels like they're blatantly snubbing the genre because it's not a genre that they brought forth um like they did with like obviously you know adult and young adult um I feel like it's something that because they didn't create it they needed to come up with their own idea for it and so they call it crossover it's literally the same exact fucking thing if you call your story a crossover novel what you mean to say is that You think it's good for young readers and older readers, which are exactly the readership that they're going for. Like that's literally like everybody's dream is to find something like The Hunger Games or Twilight that appeals to both younger readers and older readers. And so by saying crossover, they're saying, oh, look, this has both of the things that you love when you could just be saying, hey, look at this established age category and genre that we already have called new adult. Why don't we just put it fucking there? Can I jump Sorry, in? I a... Can, I, ju- yes, can please, I jump in and take say,
2: it. I just went to goodreads.com and I searched for crossover and I hit the genre filter and literally nothing came up.
1: Oh, that good. makes me fucking happy.
2: So if they're trying to push Thank this, you. it's not happening. That, that makes me happy. Stop <laughs> trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to make crossover
0: happen. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know if it, if they consider it to be like a 100% genre but I feel like it's their way of saying we're going to market this book as young adult but then we're going to say it's a crossover hit so it could be both mm. uh, because they're going for both because they're going for the money and so young adult makes the money for traditional publishers and so it may not be something that they market as their own like little genre but they that's how they're doing it because I have they heard know that the money is already in appeal adult.
2: crossover appeal is what I've mm-hmm. heard mm-hmm but crossover yeah, it, as, like, its own niche or genre is that, that gives me the ickies. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And I think oh, that's the issue. Is right. And I feel like <laughs> that in in and of itself is the issue is that they're looking at young adult stuff. They're saying, oh, yes, it has crossover appeal. It can be both. And then they're trying to make it its own thing in the descriptors of, like, you know, pitches, etc And it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not a fucking genre. as Like, it, it's proven. Like, Goodreads is, like, the most, like, It's like almost Wikipedia and how much the readers have opinions on how how things work there. And obviously, it's not working. So why don't you just stick with the genre that already already exists? You know? Hmm. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Yes. I just have a lot of anger about it. So somebody take the mic from me before I throw it. Well, I
0: already... Unless anyone else has anything to say about Crossover.
1: I think we covered it. I think... (laughs) It's gross.
0: I think we we beat that (laughs) horse. Um, (laughs) Fuck Crossover! What about... uh, do we as and I mean, let, let's um, let's be fair here as people who are very pro new adult. What are some issues with the category? What what do we think might be cons- what could be construed as issues, or what do we see as issues, or anything like that, or or what could be problematic with the category?
2: Well, I don't know it- if this is necessarily problematic with the category, but this is problematic with the idea of new adult. Is that in self pub and indie pub, a lot of people will call it new adult just because they know it's marketable that way. They can get into the right Amazon categories, it's easier to rank. So, something that really isn't new adult is being called new adult. And I feel like that's kind of, I don't know, like maybe if you squinted and looked sideways, it's kind of new adult, but really you're just, you know, writing a contemporary romance and it's or Mm. maybe you're writing maybe you're writing an erotic romance maybe you're writing a genre Mm -hmm. that really isn't new adult but it's marketable (laughs) as an indie as a Mm self pub it's marketable so it's funny it's like the opposite thing yeah it's what the trad pubs are doing the opposite of they don't want to market it as a new adult whereas non-new adult titles are being pushed as new adults (laughs) it's all about the money people it's It's all about the money yeah let's be real (laughs) <laughs> Guys, like
0: at the end of the day, listeners, if you're think if you're talking about anything other than if you if you're talking about whether it's self-publishing or publishing, it's time to get off your high horse and stop thinking of it as some noble pursuit. It's called an industry for a reason. They're out mm-hmm. there to make the money. So, mm-hmm. if it's a- if it's a case of you wanting to find a way to to do something a bit more noble with it, it- it's a grassroots push, and it starts with the readers and the writers, kind of really advocating for what you want to see because if it's not making money you're not going to see the waves in the traditional side or even in this case as athena's pointed out the self-bub side so you need to talk with your you you need to kind of walk the talk you want to see see more of something you need to support the stuff that's out there you need to write the stuff that you want to see you gotta you gotta call for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm uh anyway that's my little rant anything else Want someone wanted to say about the like issues with the category
1: um uh, yeah I was gonna say I feel <laughs> like it's
0: I it's... so like my own book I know there's some people who were just like this is why this is just there's so much sex why is there so much sex and uh honestly it was mostly just me really having fun writing gratuitous sex scenes um <laughs> Yay! but I didn't feel like it was like outside of the realm of reality for my characters also. So, um, yeah. Like we talked about, I mean, it doesn't necessarily just have to be sex. It's that at this age, we're trying to figure out sex and sexuality (laughs) and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Both sides. No, I, I completely agree. Like I, yes, and I think it comes back to that whole like we're just you'll notice more sex because of the fact, especially if you're coming from a, a YA background. But like it's it, it's not like this is some sort of satanic free-for-all. It's not a big orgy. <laughs> it's just people writing about oh, no, characters who are expressing and experiencing sexuality, whatever that looks like. And in some cases it might be a case of realizing that it's not for them. Like it's but it's okay. And if it's not for you, it doesn't mean the entire genre isn't. Or ah, damn it, <laughs> it doesn't mean the entire <laughs> category isn't going category to be for you. You're gonna you you're gonna notice more sex in the new adult category, but it doesn't mean that that's all it is. Mm-hmm. Be mature about it, like as a, as a reader, just you know,
1: and be cool. Make your be own cool. decisions about what yeah. you're comfortable with reading. And it's don't, not that hard. Yeah,
0: don't demonize an entire category just because of your your personal comfort level and and recognize that if you're not like it's there whatever you're looking for like do some digging maybe you need to go into the you know more indie or self published side but i mean i see people writing so much niche stuff i look at my twitter feed and people are writing about everything under the sun so if if a lot of sex <laughs> isn't up isn't up your alley like there's there's a lot out there that doesn't yeah. go there go, in the new adult yeah you and I mean, just ask for recommendations. People have got lots to say. Anyway, oh, yeah. well, unless anyone has any other issues with the category, going once, <laughs> going twice, <laughs>
1: no, okay, three times. The lady. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, um, then let's <laughs> let's kind of wrap up this conversation with some recommendations. Who has some good new adult titles that they want to uh, that they want to throw out there and bonus oh, no. points if those books themselves actually identify as new adult. i'm not so, saying they have to but if they do maybe mention that as well like say and also this book calls itself
2: new adult or whatever so Go i need it. to throw out um marie landry wrote an amazing series the angel island series and it is i think like the epitome like the epitome of new adult fiction Yes, there's romance, but it's really about, like, the coming of age, Um, but not the 16-year-old coming of age. It's the I've graduated high school and, like, now what sort of coming of age. And uh, so Marie Landry, just all of her books are just so well written. I'm sad. And I have to disclaimer that we've been friends since we were, like, eight. She was my childhood friend. We lived next door. And then I moved and we grew apart. And we recently reconnected and she was like you're a writer too and i was like oh my god you're also a writer so we managed to make our childhood dreams come true Aww, yeah Aww. so that's my landry that's my Um, recommendation i'm
0: actually working i just realized i haven't been working on the the page our resources page but i'm I'm on it right now (laughs) um i don't think i don't think we've talked
2: about a lot of resources this time around so
0: No, not yet. I will put Marie Landry up there.
2: Give me like two seconds to get on there. but Not all of her books are new adult. I think she has some that are just kind of more just like plain contemporary romance. But yeah, a lot of her, I think most of her is new adult. (laughs) Okay. Sweet. I asked her once and she said upper upper YA slash NA. So even she is kind of like not really sure about which category to label it as yeah and that
0: sucks because Mm -hmm.
2: it it, it, i think
0: really speaks to the fact that a lot of authors are scared to say na if it's because they're shying away from some of those like the stigma that's around the category as well which sucks Mm
2: it's shitty because hers aren't smutty hers hers aren't that smutty stereotype you know yeah so what do i call it mm. yeah damn
0: yep any Mm. other recommendations that people should check out if they want some good na been reading so many i don't even know like i can't even remember all the na that i've read um but i'll just go with what i'm reading right now which is lady in waiting by Jay hawkins which is a, a, a bug book, a book that i plucked <laughs> for a uh, sapphicathon last week um which is happening now sapphicathon check it out um yeah so i'm reading lady in waiting and uh just looking at her <laughs> web page i think her uh, writing kind of falls somewhere between new and adult. Uh, so, Lady in Waiting is actually a May December uh, book, <gasps> oh. which I didn't know from reading the description. But oh. uh, I thought, yeah. So, I do you want to define I that for May- people who aren't and, familiar with um, with that? Yes, please. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, May December is like uh, young love interest, older love interest um it's like age gap yeah age gap thank you um (laughs) words (laughs) i'm here to Uh, help but but Mm -hmm. the one the one character is uh she's 26 and the other is like 43 i think um so it kind of falls in in between not in between new adult so it's from both points of view so uh the 26 year old has like a new adult point of view and the 43-year-old has like an adult point of view and I think it's really cool to see that kind of it's almost a good way to see the two categories offset like in the same. Book. Interesting. Um, and I haven't finished it yet but so far I just I'm loving it so much it's
1: adorable.
0: <laughs> and what was the um the author's name again? See? Jay Hawkins. Okay. Seeing as J-E-A, I'm. J-E-A. That, J-E-A. that name that we had fun with last week.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right.
0: I do remember J-E-A um yeah cool anyway, I, I've seen you talking about it and I'm kind of like that sounds like cute. something I would enjoy it's super cute they're Renfair players yes and- that's
1: right yeah oh that's fun like really
0: thank oh good stuff any other
1: recommendations I don't have any good ones I haven't been doing any reading so literally the only person that comes to mind is the same person as every time <laughs>
0: <laughs> do it
1: do it It's a thing now. (sighs) Now it's just a tradition at this point. We're five episodes in. Although I think I forgot. Did I mention her last episode? When, uh, I was when we
0: were drunk and talking about queer yes. shit, yes, you talked like, about. Thank her. God.
1: Okay, thank you. Okay, I wasn't sure because we didn't mention her in our um, long Twitter tag. So um, at this point, it's just tradition for me to mention Michelle Osgood and her amazing gay werewolf series. Um, the third one is coming out very soon, so you need to start catching up, just so you know. So <laughs> um, the first, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I feel like this is a great series where if you want. Good sex, good queer sex, because it's queer shit, obviously. It's, like, all I read. Um, Good queer sex with awesome characters that are fun and lovable. Also very quick reads and also, like, fun plots. Um, She does gay werewolves, and the very first book is called The Better to Kiss You With, which is so far my favorite because I have a massive boner for Jamie. She's my favorite. Um, But I'm super excited for her third one, and that's called um, Moon Illusion, I think. I don't have it up on my like computer right now, so I don't remember off the top of my head. But um, she's fantastic. I mention her literally every time because I love her fucking books. They're fucking great. Read them, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <A PSA. laughs> Can we that, also just it. take a moment to note that Maggie has not mentioned murder
0: podcast once? <gasps>
1: podcast? Oh my god! <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm like, so I'm almost disappointed. Scared. Disappointed. I've been you? doing this for you.
1: <laughs> i did this for you We also didn't interrupt that much
0: right i feel like it's different I when i'm the host right. i don't know yeah yeah plus this was like
1: i don't know we all we, we did a good job with this episode guys we really did yeah and like we're only 15 minutes over so far, i know i feel this like we're wrapping it up. up an hour so,
0: yeah yeah so
1: we were drunk
0: yeah well yeah. Can't blame us. we have a lot to talk about from podcasting um be safe when you drink and podcast, yeah oh my folks. god be careful the shit that comes <laughs> out of your mouth god <laughs> um well honestly i'm super guys i'm impressed with us this was a good conversation uh, right yeah. i'm very happy um is there anything anyone wants to add about new adult anything we didn't cover that you think is worth mentioning before we do wrap this up
1: Mm-hmm. I think we covered a lot of it. I think we covered a lot. Yeah, I think yeah. We did good yeah. I think we did a good job. I'm really happy with how the questions worked out because I feel like the questions were everything we were already going to talk about. It just framed mm-hmm. it better. Yeah. So thanks, guys. Got to get you're awesome. Yeah. Yay. Exactly. Thanks for asking
0: us questions. And so you're the best. You are the best. And we appreciate we appreciate all the people who have reached out on Twitter and said that they are listening and that they're recommending us to other people, which is great yeah. because that's how it works. That's how word of mouth gets things done. So, if you're enjoying us and you're listening, we appreciate it. We love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um please uh just because I know everyone hates hearing this, but it's it'll help us reach more people is if you're listening on iTunes, remember to rate, review and subscribe. Uh even just rating, you don't have to write a review, but you could write a review and that would be really cool of you too. Um, and that would, you know, share it with your friends. Tell people to listen if you like what you're hearing. And if you have questions, if you have topic ideas, if you have any follow-up, um, or if there were any errors, if there was something that was, like, glaringly wrong or maybe offensive that you want to just kind of clear up, you can reach out to us all the time on Twitter, like I said before, at thewippod, W-I-P, pod. Uh, or you can send us an email at talktowhip at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find all of that if you're scrambling to, like, whatever. Uh, you can find us on our website as well, which is thewippodcast.com. And that's where you can find everything, including our resources page, which I'm updating right now, uh, and all that good stuff. Although, I'm Michelle, I love you, but we've already added you to the resources page.
1: Steve You're there him. Uh no. She's I'm there. Can we just make her, her own tab? Me. Like, she deserves her <laughs> own. <tab. laughs> Michelle Hawkins. <laughs> Michelle Osgood. Oh,
0: sorry. I'm, I'm getting confused because I just keep thinking about Jay's book now. And I'm like, ah, I love like the book and I just want to go read it. <laughs> I'll add it. Fine. Uh, Thank love you, you, Michelle. And love everyone for listening. So, um yeah, that's it for this one, guys. We got it in the bag. No, no, no. Nope? You forgot. What? You what? Forgot what? Everything teach us how to be better people disclaimer. Oh, I kind of said it, but no, it, she said it. Yeah. If, oh, if really? we said something that's yeah. offensive or like incorrect, oh, um, we... that was when I was broken.
1: You maybe. were, li- you were, you were talking about the book in your head. Yeah. I could, I could it's like all good it though.
0: It's, <laughs> it's always, it always bears repeating, which is if we've said something that was <laughs> offensive or incorrect, um, we, we aren't, uh, we're not trying to be shitty people and we're open to um learning so if you if there's something that you need to correct us on we're open to it um and so please feel free to reach out and have a conversation with us because we love you amazing yeah good job team we did it and less than 80 minutes Woo! Smut, so yeah, smut, smut. And yeah, so our next conversation, um, which we're recording right now, but we won't publish till next week. Sorry, but that's how it works, um, so is going to be a conversation about smut. Happy yes. side.
1: Smut. Yes. It's a perfect transition. From it Anna. is a good transition. <laughs> I know. I like yes, it. So. How
0: appropriate. How appropriate. <laughs> All right, that's it. Thanks, everybody. E- Bye. 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 Bye.